So um, last week we considered uh, Psalm 1, uh, which opens, happy are those who have not walked in the wicked's counsel. And then Psalm 1 goes on to proclaim God's opposition to the wicked, understood in the Hebrew um, as the vainglorious, deceitful, incapable of empathy, blowhard rulers who often come to power. So nobody in this Zoom room qualifies for such a label, sorry. And if you've been told otherwise, you've been told wrong. Our spiritual task, according to Psalm 1, is not to walk in the counsel of the wicked. So today, so that was last week. Um, today we consider the, um, there's a meditative nugget in the middle of Psalm 1. And I think it's there, especially for us, when we are under pressure from the bullying ways of the wicked. It's both a reminder uh, of who we are, and it's an aspiration of who we are becoming. And the nugget goes like this. And they shall be like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in all that they do, they prosper. So this middle portion is, uh, it's inviting us to slip into a meditative space, a, a refuge place in the face of any big bad wolves threatening to blow our houses down. So slipping into this uh, imaginal heart space is a way of resisting their bullying words and deeds. I'll read it again. And they shall be like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And in all that they do, they prosper. So Susan King, who's gonna offer a meditation on this theme in a few moments, um, offered an interfaith uh, spirituality class uh, at Blue Ocean last year. And I took the class and um, Susan recommended that we look for a tree we could identify with and spend time in its presence with an open heart. I had never done this before. And uh, I was just eager to do it the way Susan was talking about it. And, and I did that and uh, I actually hugged the tree, yes, um, and stood, stood around it and I approached it cautiously at first because I didn't want to just you know interject myself into its presence. Um, actually, I did this over a series of days walking past the tree and um, I must say a calming energy came to me and it was like being in the presence of a long-lived grandmother who's been there done that isn't going anywhere soon and might just outlive everybody uh, like a wise grandmother whose strength doesn't need words to express and I was like I gotta pay more attention to trees so trees planted by streams of water were, were a really big part, actually, of, of Hebrew, um, of Jewish spirituality. Uh, just like in um, most traditional cultures, especially the indigenous nations that were here for such a long time before the Europeans arrived with their ways. Um, I was reading up on the, sometimes they're referred to as the Five Nations or the Six Nation, Six Nation Confederacy. Um, properly is Haudenosaunee, I think, Shoni, Haudenosaunee Confederacy. This is actually the first uh, democracy um, in the region of the country where I live and east of here, uh, predating what we call a democracy. And, and one of the uh, ruling principles of this um, five nation confederacy 
is that um, they would make policies considering explicitly considering the impact of the policies for seven generations coming after. So you could say that um, Hebrew spirituality has more in common with Haudenosaunee um, culture than our own, as, as it too was, um, it was an indigenous culture of its time and place. Hebrew uh, spirituality uh, arose from the land, the promised land, which was regarded as uh, sacred. So it was a spirituality that understood connection to the land as connection to the divine. So the Eden story um, in Genesis 2, um, Israel's origin story, it's holy of holies story, features trees planted by streams of water. Uh, two trees. And this scene was represented uh, in the tabernacle and the temple. After that, the tree of life was represented by the menorah, you know, the 12 uh, branch candle stand, which was near the basins of water in the in the holy place. So Jeremiah uh, was a prophet working in a time of um, wicked rulership. And he calls the image of Psalm 1 to mind with some embellishing details. This was our reading. It's, it's uh, very similar to the Psalm 1 uh, portion that we're considering. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it's not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. So, in other words, this was a tried and true image of um, sustainability, of endurance, of resilience. Um, we see it again in uh, the Revelation, the Apocalypse of John, with a scene of trees at a riverbank with leaves providing healing. Um, like, so they're like natural medicine for the nations, leaves that uh, stay green all year long. So, it, it was really natural to think of one's life and sense of connection to the earth and to creator as a tree, um, to identify with that image as an image of oneself um, with an underground root system equivalent to the stretching branches of the crown of the tree. This idea of um, drawing life and sustenance from an invisible to the naked eye source. That's an, that, that image is really an image of what spirituality is. Um, it's, it's sending our roots down below some surface to draw life for the, the whole of our life. Um, and of course, trees um, are their own community with root systems that connect one tree to another in the whole network through the roots, even bringing slow motion aid to the distressed trees from their neighboring trees, um, quite remarkable. So in Jeremiah's expanded version of the Psalm, Psalm 1 image, um, the picture of resilience in drought and heat is stressed even more than it is in Psalm 1. Um, Jeremiah's time was really a, a difficult period for, for the nation. And the, you know we know the roots of a tree have an uncanny ability to seek out water. That, that image is in um, Jeremiah's rendering. Um, I, I was reading that recent study show that the roots of a tree are equipped with sensors that pick up acoustic vibrations. So they, they actually find water by listening for it. They hear the water flowing at a distance and then they move toward it 
And in the experiments I did, I think this was 2017, um, the trees know to ignore the sounds of recorded water flowing and only go for the real thing. So they're very sensitive to, to the acoustic vibrations. Um, so beneath the surface of our everyday um, preoccupations, beneath the surface of our noisy, um, chattering minds, cluttered with thoughts, um, we have roots as well. There, there's something below the surface of our everyday awareness. Um, this something is, is hidden to others. It may, may even, for stretches, be hidden to ourselves. Um, but we have roots that are seeking out um, divine waters. And these roots have, a, have an incredible wisdom for finding that water. Um, so we, we know well enough who the wicked rulers are, but, but who are we? This is what the, this portion is reminding us of. We are not who they tell us we are. We are not the avatars of the, their fear-mongering. We are like a tree planted by streams of water that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in all that they do, they prosper. Just a small translation note. Um, Robert Alter, my favorite Hebrew translator, indicates that the Hebrew here in this last line is a little ambiguous. So the they in, and in all that they do, they prosper, could refer to the tree, or but it, it could equally refer to the tree's fruit. So, so in other words, it may not be an umbrella promise of success in everything that we do, so much as an assurance that the fruit we bear will prosper. You know, once fruit is born, it has a life of its own and can bear more fruit. So this may be, I, I personally like that, that translation a little better. The thing about trees um, is they are, they're uh, always playing the long game. Um, the wicked have their time, but the trees outlast it. Uh, and so one of the things I'm trying to focus on to manage my election day stress is um, planning on a few things I intend to keep doing regardless of the election result. So what am I gonna do on Wednesday regardless of the election result? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I'm trying to come up with a plan. So yeah, I have a Tuesday plan. Um, Emily's hosting the socially out you know, distanced outdoor drop-in time. I'm hosting the Pray Through the Day by Zoom um, at 8 a.m., noon, and 5. Um, so I have a Tuesday plan, but I also am trying to develop a Wednesday plan. What am I going to do regardless of the result on Wednesday? Um, beyond that, in the, in the days and the weeks and the months after the election, is over and settled, what are we going to do? Um, you know, there, there's power in being aware of that um, so that everything isn't just contingent on what happens, which at this point we is uh, slipping out of our control. So for me, I'm, I'm going to keep investing in organizations resisting the version of this country that the current president conjured and rode to power and, and made worse. I, I'm going to keep doing my personal homework on recognizing and dismantling white supremacy in my, in my head, in my sphere. Um, and I'm going to focus on being kind to myself 
and the people around me, uh, just to keep my leaves from withering whatever lies ahead. So we're now ready for Susan King to lead us in a little longer than usual meditation using this image from Psalm 1. I turn it over to you, Susan. Thank you, Ken. That was beautiful. Uh, could you be so kind as to put the words to the Jeremiah version in the chat? Somebody? That would be really great. So um, I'm really excited to be invited to do this meditation. I've been meditating with trees for a long time. And one of the things about trees that's amazing is that energetically, through their sphere, they have one of the closest energy systems on the planet to us. And when we are with trees, one of the reasons why we are attracted is that they are generating the very oxygen that it is that we are going to breathe. And we are generating the very carbon dioxide that it is that they are taking in and transforming. And it creates this bond and a relationship that if we take a moment or any in time to spend with a tree um, is quite palpable. So today I'd like to lead us in a meditation with a very particular kind of a tree that we here in Michigan have a lot of, and that is pine trees. Pine trees are known by the native communities. Um, Ken mentioned the Iroquois Nation. Um, they are known as the elders, the elders of the forest, those who hold the wisdom and the knowledge over time that um, keep generating new life. Their leaves are green all year round. Their fruit is the pine cone. And the very interesting thing that matches with, um, this is why I asked him to put up Jeremiah, is that not to fear when the heat comes because it is fire that actually cracks open the pine cone and allows regeneration and new life. It is the pine trees that bring back and preserve and continue constantly with the life of the forest. So what I'd like you to do is get comfortable in your seat, ground yourself with your feet on the floor or someplace that it is that you can feel your feet. You're gonna send our roots down into the earth through our feet. So let's begin by taking in some slow, deep breaths, way down deep into our belly, through our nose. Exhaling through our mouth. And as you inhale, just think for a moment. You are taking in the oxygen that was released by a tree. And you are exhaling the carbon dioxide that the tree desires. So I'd like to you to imagine yourself walking along a path anywhere. If you're in Michigan, great. You know the great pine trees in the forests of Michigan, always connected to water. 
We're in the land of water and forest. If you're someplace else, think of uh, whatever kind of evergreen pine tree is in your region. And imagine yourself, feel your feet walking on the earth. Some people imagine by image, some people by connecting, by feeling a tactile sense of their feet on the ground. And as you enter into the forest, you notice, you notice a pine tree that, is a, that you're attracted to. Somewhere, you feel it, maybe you smell it. Maybe you have that taste on your tongue that comes from being that close to pine needles. Maybe you just have the sense of the majesty of the tree. Now approach the tree. You can put your hands against the bark. You can stand and smell it. You can listen to the wind going through the needles. You can hear the wind, maybe the birds, maybe some squirrels on the ground, leaves rustling. Identify yourself to the tree, tell it your name and ask it, if it will be with you in this meditation. Now either place your hands on the tree or put your back against the tree so that you are connected with it. Remember you're breathing in its oxygen. It's breathing in your carbon dioxide. Get a sense of a rhythm Feel its strength and its power. Imagine that as you are standing on the ground, your roots of your energy are going down into the ground and mingling with the tree roots. Oh, and in that process, the tree lets you know that right next to that tree is a stream the stream in which it is, it's getting its living waters to live and to share in the world. So listen to the stream, mingle your energy roots with the trees. If you're adventurous, take your shoes off and dangle your feet into the water or reach down and let the water run through your fingers. You're touching the tree, you're feeling the ground, the water, the air, the earth, the tree and you.
and you begin to recognize that there's that strength in you. You can tap into the living stream. You know that what Jeremiah is saying is true and you are not in this moment afraid of the fire of transformation that we are in because you realize that the very ground of your being is rooted in Mother Earth, is breathing life out into the world, and is connected with the living streams of water and life. So take a moment and just breathe with a tree. Sharing your breath, mingling your roots, feeling its strength, its dignity, its wisdom, and knowing that flows through you as well. Like the elder pine, You are strong. You are beautiful. And your life is a precious gift to the world. So take another breath with the tree. and thank that tree in whatever way feels appropriate to you. And staying rooted in the ground and remembering your connection you walk back out the path into the sunlight knowing you carry this experience with you into Tuesday and the days beyond. And when you're ready, open your eyes.